I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. Good evening, everybody. It is Thursday evening, November 19th, 2020. Back after a two and a half week break, I'm Dan Broskell. Here with my good friend, Dave Geller. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Dan. Always great to be here with you. Here, but not here. We're trying something new, a little new platform. So shout out to Zencaster for some remote recording, which might be a little bit better than better than Skype. So we'll see how that goes in post-production. Um, but finally excited to be uh, testing this with you, Dave. Yeah, I'm a little. It's 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 bittersweet because because it's keeping us apart, but we'll get through it. Well, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not in the age of impressive. a second surge, maybe apart might be better. Although it's it's great to see you, but if I mean, it, last time we spoke, it was um, it was it was before the election, and now it's sort of well after. So uh, with that on the side, Dave, what else have you been up to these past couple of weeks? Um, same old as, 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 as before, as I, I think I mentioned to you today, I was taking my first belay course at a, a local climbing gym so I can, yeah. I can, um, belay little Madison who's already, who's already been climbing with Jen. So that was kind of cool for me. Good day. Excellent. Good day. And, and so you've been, you? been hitting the rock walls. Very nice. Congratulations. I mean, I, 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 I can't rock really be listening the past two and a half weeks. It feels like two and a half years. I mean, I've not been on the rock walls. What, what's happening? If I can summarize it succinctly. Um, well, a, a lot of running. I have a new stove coming tomorrow. I watched all three it's seasons exciting. of Stranger Things, although you told me not to. Amazing. Ooh. Absolutely amazing. Uh, pa- Patriots won twice. Um, won a Bedford TV award. Uh, took the dog to the beach. Girls got excited about Diwali, and I mean a million more things, man. That's that's just my opening salvo. I think you got to dig dig a little deep. So, what was this award that you won on? Oh, well, we TV? talked about this, I think, on our last pod. Oh yeah, yeah, longer, longest, longest, uh, longest meeting ever. Award for the longest government meeting for our five-hour, forty-four-minute special uh, in the two-month school committee meeting, yeah. which feels like two centuries ago honestly so I, I was happy to accept the award virtually maybe it was last friday i forget or last last friday so were you the were you the sole I mean, that's good were you the sole representative of the school committee there was everybody on board there were, it... there were others on it but i think I, my, my mic was uh was made hot for the acceptance which i kind of fumbled through because i was like is this over yet <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> bed for tv but not my first ever TV award, Dave. It's fine. So I was, I was happy to do it. I'm just hoping we're in line for a Lex Media Award, given uh, some of our I was, podcasts. I was wondering about that. Like I saw that that they're having something, right? And I'm, I'm uh, that's. I would hope that we we'd be in line for something. So. Well, you know, not not to toot our horns, but we have a couple pretty good pods here as we hit episode 43. You know. Um, what else? Uh, I do want. I went. To, I went to Wegman's, Dave. Weggies. Yeah, I'd not been to Wegmans in a couple of years. I went there at the very beginning when it was really, really busy. And then I was like, eh, too many people, eh. But I went Tuesday night at 9 o'clock, 
and kind of roamed around, found some found some great items, and now I'm back in. I'm back in with Wegmans, so I was excited to find some goodies there, including a four and a half pound brisket and lots of chicken and kale and uh, and and fennel. We'll come back to fennel a little bit later, and some other fun stuff, man. Let's so come back to fennel right now. Why wait? Gonna... <laughs> well, do you know what fennel is? Are you making another crock pot, a little little um brisket fennel kale crock pot soup? I don't think the fennel goes with brisket, but I was simmer. reading some like suggested um, Thanksgiving recipes, which include like fennel. It's a very kind of spicy, anise-y kind of uh, celery-shaped device where you can Licorice. eat like all the different parts of it. So I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. What are you going to do with the fen- this fennel? What's your, what's I'm your... going to pre- prepare it and I'm going to eat it in a variety of dishes. How does that sound? Sounds delightfully un- uninviting. I uh, think that David Landis appreciates fennel more than you do. He can he can appreciate it all he wants. So what time is Wegman's open till in the midnight, buddy? Midnight. midnight, midnight, very nice. Yeah, and I like and you know I like going to stores. Now that I'm not going to the gym at night, I'm I can go to the stores late and not really care. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go there in the in the evenings when there's just no one around. You jogging I up? Enjoyed, I think. Were you jogging up and down the aisles? I would say no. I would say I wasn't. Um, but you know, I mean, in, in the age of when. When there's not much to do, finding something new to do to do could perhaps be considered as exciting. So I was a little bit excited about it. Did anybody ask you for a cigarette or a light? Uh, no, I did not get yelled at no. or called an a-hole upon entry or exit, which is a good thing, which is a very good. Although I did get yelled at, Dave. I got yelled I, I, at in the woods. By? Uh, well, why do you think I got yelled at in the woods the other day? You're probably going to guess this one. Um, we... Were you doing something behind a tree that you shouldn't have been doing? I was not. No, I was doing something as I was running. You did not have your mask on. Or I was not doing something. Did not have your mask. You did not have a mask. I have my mask on, right? So I'm very good now with with the mandates of bringing the gator and flipping it up and down um, when I'm running past people because I'm, you know, conscious of of, of risk. Um, But this one day, like I was over, you know, in the woods in a pretty remote area and didn't have it because I figured I wouldn't see anybody. And as I ran past this guy, he was like mask up buddy and you know I, i'm in the wrong and i felt bad about it um and appreciate being called out on it but you know even when i think i'm going to be alone dave i can still make some mistakes so did, there we go did he did he jump off from behind a tree like a little wood nymph did you see him no, coming he was, he was he was walking and i was running and, and i kind of veered away yeah. and stuck my nose into my like shirt which did not smell very good and still got scolded so it's fair um i'm not i'm not i'm not uh, evading blame here but i, I did not appreciate the tongue lashing, but that's fine, man. That's my problem, not yours. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I and feel I, also, I just want to highlight like, uh, did you watch the NBA drive draft last night? You know what happened? I did not watch the draft. Do you know uh, why I'm particularly excited about it? There's two reasons. Let me guess somebody got drafted that you know that you played basketball with back in the old <laughs> days. There's no 40 year olds getting drafted. Something happened. Something exciting. Oh, I know. The old, um, was it the ball thing? No. Uh, Um, No. I want you to think back to our podcast with Barack Schwartz when we asked him about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Somebody got Tel Aviv, right? Somebody got got drafted from the. So, uh, Denny Avia from Maccabi Tel Aviv was drafted ninth overall by the Wizards. And I love the Wizards. I was very excited. So, Denny's going to DC. 
And then the Celts, Dave, number 47, drafted Yam Madar, from also from Israel. So two Israelis going in the first two rounds of draft. I find particularly exciting. So That's crazy. Yam Madar in Boston. Will he even make the roster? Is going to be, will he be playing for the Red Claws uh, you know, up in Maine because he's not going to make the, the Red Claws? You know, right. the, 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 the pro league roster. We know we'll see, but it's a good, a good night for Israeli basketball in the States. Can an Israeli basketball player play for a trafe team like the Red Claws? That's the question. Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah. It's inherently unkosher. You know, so that's legal, but we'll see what. Um, yeah, Fennel. I mean, I'm I'm talking too much, Dave. What more about you? No, I'm just, I'm enjoying this. this. I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot about the draft, which I I just can't get not in. Mm-hmm. I can't, I cannot get into watching sports right now on TV. I just just don't about it. I'll quickly... Oh no, me neither. I just found it exciting that the, that there were two of our brethren uh, that are coming over here to play basketball. So speak for yourself. I'm not watching sports really at all, except for soccer. Um, you know, it was as they say in, in the in the football universe, an international break last weekend. So it was all national team games. Um, so watch the U.S. thrash Panama six two. Watch a bunch of African Cup qualifiers. I watched mm. uh, Tanzania Tunisia and Egypt versus Togo and some other like random games because there was not much else on. Like a history um, lesson. That yeah. was just kind of background noise, so I didn't really pay too much attention to it. It's like a little history lesson. I should be pointing these places out on my map. As I learn yeah, well, you know me. I'm a map guy, so I'm, I'm happy to talk about Africa whenever you want, you know? <laughs> Not tonight. tonight. And, uh, and Thanksgiving is coming, Geller. Thanksgiving is coming. What? How large a crowd is coming over your house? Uh, no one's coming to our house. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Read the room, buddy. The <laughs> we are not room. gathering folks inside. Nobody. I, I thought I thought you had a big invite. I thought you guys were going to break down and, and, and uh, have some yeah, people over. It's not going to be happening. And listen, you know I love Thanksgiving, having tons of people over. But uh, we'll have we'll have a sad, lonely turkey. Uh, a lot of cranberries around, obviously. Maybe some uh, fennel <laughs> you know, on the table. I, I bought some. Poor. That's how we're going to roll, man. That's how we're going to roll. Some people come over and park around. Have them park around the corner. They'll never know that you're having a gathering. Just have all your friends park around the corner. They'll never know you're having a gathering over there. It's not going to be happening. Sad oh, moment. man. Um, well, I watched The Social Dilemma. I finally watched that show Ooh, on Netflix. Would you, I, I've not finished that yet. What do you think? I mean, there, there's well, there's multiple ways to interpret that, that film, right? It's either you know, we're all being manipulated subconsciously and it's terrible. Yep. Or you just kind of get it and deal with it and ignore the things that they're feeding you, which is which is basically what I'm doing now. Um, <laughs> and you know, I'm also not a child, so I don't know how it's in, you know impacting the, the minds of kids as opposed to adults. So at this point, you know, I'm barely on Facebook just because it, like it's just groups and recommendations, and people are kind of moving away from posting all the time. And mm. I think I'm on Twitter enough. Mm. I know I'm not Instagramming Dave like you are, so I'm not really paying attention to that either. I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on his other stuff. So I'm kind of self self moderating out of it. Um, yeah. uh, do I think it's like really really sinister? No. Do I think it's being manipulated by bad agents? Absolutely. Is it full of disinformation? Obviously. Huh. What are we gonna do about it? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, it didn't it didn't blow my mind, right? It just it made me think a little bit. You know, yeah, I think they I think they kind of you know they kind of talked about what we already knew in like a little a little kind of just scratching the surface way. And yeah. but I think it was very interesting about how stuff is, how we are manipulated by what we see. Now, one of the most interesting things I thought was how, like they talked about, you know, what a Google search will look like for me versus you versus yeah. someone else in another part of the country. And I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm also Agreed. interested in, in these people who are now, you know, blowing the whistle on how 
bad the social media is the ones who created it and made all the money off of it, right? So it's it's um it's, it's so I think I think that's just interesting that you know now they're saying it's bad. They knew it was bad to begin with, um, and also the the some of the data on the um I don't know the negative affects effects affects effects on teens and social yeah. media and emotional I mean, how how they really you know again this is really they just kind of really superficial with the, of the information they have about how they really affected people and my my in closing the um just the the addiction relationship between you know how they drive the the uh the cycle of using it. it's very interesting yeah that's the scary part i mean it's much like the school question now like you know the older you are the more you can handle the, the younger you are and the less you know just the more damaging it is and i think this is a prime example of why you should not have four, fourth and fifth graders um messing around with this stuff because they don't they don't know what to do or how to make good decisions and, and they yeah. fall victim to things and, and i agree i agree with that wholeheartedly uh, and that's countercultural, right we have plenty of you know our kids friends who got phones when they were eight and nine and i'm like nope uh, but that's just me. Um, you know, I want to dive into the education stuff later. I will also say like, I'm listening to more of like Massachusetts podcasts, mm-hmm. um, including a great podcast called the Codcast, the like Codcast, Podcast, which is from uh, okay. Commonwealth magazine about like mass political issues and a great episode last week with Glenn Kucher from the mass association of school committees, um, and a pediatrician who you might know, just talking about school opening and closing and, and policy intersections, which we talk about a lot, Dave. Um, and uh, fascinating perspectives on on just the challenge, and um, we'll jump into this later. But just today, Dave, I don't know if you saw, but this the CDC changed changed its mind yet again about school, uh, and the CDC now says that in person school is a high risk uh, a high risk setting. And I was like, what? <laughs> like when did that happen overnight? CDC, uh, as we've been talking about how safe these things are, and the governor's been talking about it. Now the CD says, no, it's high risk. So just another wrench thrown in the engine of uh, education and kids and policy uh, here as we approach Thanksgiving and winter months, which is just another headache that's going to be barreling down the road right in our faces. So very exciting today. Yeah, I think the governor just, the, the governor just changed the, um, the, the quarantine policy um, on for the state on – if you're exposed in time until you can um, break your quarantine, which is which is different than what we've been following. For, uh, Ooh, what was the change? I don't think I heard about this. Dave. I think that? it was um, that if you are, were exposed to someone in the, in the, up until now, at least for the CDC, if not through um, the Department of Public Health, if you're exposed to someone with COVID-19, besides being tested, you had to be quarantined for 14 days. Um, yep. Now, if what I just read um, for the governor, and I could have, you know, it seems like what I, what I read was what they said. It was that if you are exposed, you can be tested on day eight. And if you're negative, asymptomatic by day 10, um, you, you, can, you can be released from your quarantine unless you come down with symptoms. Well, um, like many things, wait till tomorrow, Dave, it might change again. Just like the weather, yeah. just just like New England just like weather. The weather, just like a baby's skin. I always just say, just like my mood, it change you're, the job just, of the hat. It, it change, just just give, just it, it, yeah, just give it a little time. So yeah, that's interesting oh. about the about the CDC and the schools. We'll see how that pans out as we head into Thanksgiving in December. And and actually, I, yeah, I had yeah. I had a a, a teacher in the office uh, today who is on a leave due to COVID nineteen until mid December, and she was. 
saying that she, she has to go back to school and she and to teach and she really wasn't looking forward to it due to her risk and that she had was hoping that inspector that school would be closed by now and I said just wait um, you know she was expecting that it could be all remote you know by now but I said just wait you 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 know think things could change very soon so. Yeah, I mean the the path the paths of all these discussions about reopening and closing and and, and leave and safety are just are just littered with carnage of prior policies carnage. being changed and amended. And carnage. I would say more, more more carnage ahead as we continue to grapple with these questions. Um, you know, as Glenn said in the podcast, you know, for for generations the state has been happy to dictate a lot of policy to the localities and municipalities, and now they're like, okay, actually, you figure it out. So mm. thanks everybody. Uh, that is neither here. That is neither here nor there. Cod pass. Um, Codcast. Cod piece. Go I to say. the podcast, man. Cod, Cod piece. Yes, I'm listening should... to this, the mass government stuff, mass state house podcast. Just so way more to with policy decisions and budgeting decisions. I guess because we're as we're heading towards budgeting and. Um, great. Hey, you guys. So, so you guys have a you have an upcoming school meeting what, next week. We're school meeting every week now until every week until further notice. Yeah, you should actually just have one continuous meeting where you could just. Well, we meet. could. It's like when you when you leave the Zoom on all day, right? For different activities, we just leave the Zoom on all day for school committee. Have, have cool. like open office hours. People would love that. Cool, would happen. Yeah, yeah, or not. Um, but again, I'm I'm on as you know, I'm on the phone daily now, um, all the time, trying to grapple t- with who are you talking to? Talk, talk to? Who people. are you talking to every day daily on the phone of importance? Devote. So I mean, I don't know. listen. I'm talking to other members frequently. Besides me, you know, besides me every morning. Besides you, uh, just, I talk to the superintendent, you know, three or four times a week, uh, plus emails. Talk to other members at least once or twice a week about, you know, what we're hearing and 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 sharing some news and articles and talking about stuff. Yeah, on the casual. ground. And then uh, parents, concerned parents, you know, weigh in, you know, talk to folks about how they're feeling about it. How many concerned um, parents email you, text you? Or call you? What's the percentage who actually talk? No one texts me. Like I, I did, I'll pick up the phone and call people from work. Right? Uh, I'm, I'm not making personal calls from my cell phone. People aren't texting me really. Really? Um, and again, people are pretty respectful. And again, like we're lucky because if you, if you, you know, walk walk down to Framingham, it's like warfare. You know, with with protests on the front of the high school and uh, and, and threats from parents to school committee members to you know challenge them and and vote to no confidence. Have you had so any we're, threats? We're not there, which is really great because I think a great communication and. The fact that I'm willing that we're willing to talk to anybody who has a concern um, and, and proceed forward, I would say cautiously, but you know, with kids' best interests at the front and center. So, so I think so we're you, trying our best. So, so you have not had you have not any had any threats, any bodily threats, any doorbell ringing, no one there, <laughs> any phone calls. <laughs> People, not people hanging up. It's not like I'm a, a flashing not light. Not like I'm certifying elect. Not like yeah. It's not like I'm certi- certifying election results, Dave. We're not, that's, that's where the driving home, and there's a strange car behind you whose lights are flickering mm-hmm. on and off. I'm not worried about that quite yet. It's it's, it's still a, a, I'm a small fish uh, in a small pond. Um, welcome back to schools, Larry Dave. I want to talk more about COVID, right? COVID. So let, let me run. Let me run something by you. All COVID. Right? Bring it on. COVID. Because you're my resident COVID expert. People, people sure. call sorry. you, Dave. People sorry to call say. you. Sorry people to say. call you for COVID advice. They do. As they we do. all know. I don't pick up. Um, so uh, with, with a quote in mind, Dave, which which is humbling for everybody, that those in the know don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, research now shows that coronavirus was spreading in Italy as early as September 2000. And 19. Hmm. So Italian researchers have said that the coronavirus was circulating in northern Italy uh, last fall, 
uh, before the COVID outbreak in Wuhan, right? Based on what they've uh, COVID and COVID nineteen antibodies months before the virus was. Uh, are, are, was are they trying? Are they trying to say like like. like is it like Concord versus Lexington saying, no, 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 the first shot was fired here? Exactly. We are- they want to be first. They want to be right? first. They can have it. They can. I know I'm. you asking asking, they can have it. They win. Uh, so here, here's what it says. So the, the co-author of the study says that the main finding is that, quote, people with no symptoms not only were positive after the serological tests, but also had antibodies able to kill the virus. It means that the new coronavirus can circulate among the population for a long time mm-hmm. and with a low rate of lethality, not because... Is, is disappearing only to surge again. So much like the Spanish flu, Dave, mm. probably began in Kansas, right, in U.S. military barracks. Um, perhaps coronavirus did not actually originate in Wuhan if they found it in Italy uh, three or four months beforehand. So who knows? I don't know. Just proves again that everyday news changes and no one's really sure what happened. No so I thought that was that. wild. I think that is wild. That is um, wild. But no, but if they, if they found if they found those in the blood samples from September, that means it was there in September, much so, like it was in the wastewater earlier than we thought it was, much like it was in this country in January when nobody thought that it was. So, um, just I mean, banana stuff, man. But in the good news department, um, there's some good vaccine news, is there not? Yeah, I think it's promising. I think I'm still I'm, a lot of us are still wary. I think, I think it'd be huge if they, yep. if they, I mean th- this process is moving fast very quickly, but. I think with the news being released, I mean, it got released what uh, last week um, about this, but there's, I think there's, now there's almost like a lag time right now. Okay, it got released, and now it's happening. And I think there's a there's some big questions still. You know, is a is a they'll make it, b will it work, and c will it, you know be safe, and d will it last? You know, so I think uh, yeah. there's still and a can lot you store to say. You know, if it, if it required anybody, a super freezer, right? I think well, <laughs> Well, there's two different vaccines, at least right now. When one doesn't, and the, the one from Pfizer is a super freeze, and one from Moderna is not. Uh, it is interesting that Moderna is able to ramp one up so quickly as well. And that the question's still going to, I mean, there's still a lot of questions. I mean, there could be a huge lag time again between them announcing that this is out there and they're actually being released. Um, so we, we shall see. And I don't think people, a lot of people are going to be, are going to be lining up to say, you know, give me that right now. Um, but it's, but for me, it shows promise for at least, you know, whether or not we do line up to get it right now, uh, at least six months from now, it's going to, it's going to change the spring and the, and the, you know, and the summer and the fall. Uh, so it's, I think it's a big, it's a big deal, but I, I'm, I still wouldn't be, um, you know, clamoring for that vaccine quite yet. That's just me. Yeah. I mean, I think number one is, I mean, you know, obviously it's not bad news. Number two, I mean, there's the short term forecast for for our region uh, is unchanged because this is going to be you know months away from rollout let alone a child vaccine which this is not it's a separate conversation nope. yep. um but i mean at least we're heading in the right direction but uh people should be prepared for um you know the the balance of the school year um yep. until next summer is, is going to probably feel a lot like this um which is a little bit um you know, like a punch in the face, right? <laughs> as this winter is coming, but it, yeah. You know, the nice thing is maybe. there is there is light right now. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Oh, the tunnel is way far. That light is way farther away than we all thought it was going to be. But but you know, there's there's some more information on treating this. You know, in, se- in severe cases, there's more information yeah. on the vaccine. There's we're definitely information on how we can decrease the spread by what we're seeing right now. Um, so we definitely are in a better place, but it's amazing that we're going to be in what we're going to be coming full circle in a few months, if not, maybe even past it, if we count your Italian data, but it's, uh, 
Yeah, just those. Yes, my, my, my Italian data. Yes, my, my, my proprietary data that nobody yeah, else has. It's all yours. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, do, you have, do you have like friends and colleagues that are working on vaccine, you know, folks you went to med school with that are working for vaccine development folks? Uh, probably. I definitely have Maybe. people that I know through the office who are working on it. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, people, I, mean, yeah. I can at least think about three or four people who are at I mean, a lot of people are at different companies. I mean, some at Pfizer. Um, I don't, don't know anybody at Moderna, yeah. but people who are really working yeah. on these vaccines, even for other for other countries through the company. So yeah, it's and yeah, it's interesting. But I don't I don't know anybody at you know I can think of. I'm sure if we had like a billion listeners to these podcasts, someone would say, "Hey, me, it's me." But yeah, they're out there. They're out there. Well, I mean, you know everybody everywhere. So I'm sure if you if you do a little digging, oh yeah, I know so and so. He's the chief scientist on the vaccine. I'm always. I'm all, yeah. That's what I do late at night. Actually, I just go through. I, I I flip through my old Rolodex, my old my old my old phone books, and my uh, and I see who who do I know and where are they right now? And can that's then we all, get them on the podcast? Can we get them on the podcast? Not reading any research, not reading any vaccine trials. You're like, who do I know? Who do I can I... get on the podcast? <laughs> well, I used to be like, who do I know that I can get you know sports tickets from? Red Sox, Celtics, whatever. But now I'm like, who do I know that's <laughs> making vaccines? Long, okay, they're long gone, my friend. <laughs> making vaccines in their basement right now that I uh, can maybe get, yeah, for sure they are. Good tag. I'm sure this. It, it's a, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, there's many. There's many um, people next door right now working on this. So yeah, for sure. Um, meanwhile, it looks like winter sports are going to happen, Dave Geller. Winter sports or winter Schwartz? Uh, I would say let's start with the sport, the sports. Um, <laughs> you know, the, uh, everyone's, everyone's been bartering and talking about the adaptations they're going to make for basketball and hockey. And, you know, so what are the, adapt- so what you, 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 what are the adaptations for basketball? Well, they haven't been, they have, they, I mean, until there's an agreement, there's no agreement, right? So there's been a lot of like rumors circulating on the, in the Twitterverse from folks who are. Uh, hearing from the MIA calls with the sports committees and whoever else. So I think that they're expecting tomorrow for their, the guidelines to be released about safe basketball play and safe hockey play with masks, with how they're going to line up for inbounds plays, et cetera. So um, I would say if you're, if you're hoping to play winter hoops or winter hockey, it's, it's going to happen. Um, and I think the same thing happened in summer when everyone was like, there's not going to be fall sports. And there were. And two weeks ago, everyone's like, there's not going to be winter sports. And I would just say, if I was betting, I would say yes. So sign your kids up in uh, in your in your school systems to winter, for winter sports action because those things will be happening. And in Bedford, they've announced that the DCL will begin on December 14th with practice and games in the new year. Really? So that's hope for kids, perhaps, who are looking forward to playing some winter athletics. Uh, I would say so that you're, will happen. So your boys, do they or girls, do they play basketball, right? Uh, so basketball this fall. So I mean, school basketball, we will probably have no kids playing school basketball because James and Orton are going to be running. Um, and then will it be rec basketball in town? I, I don't know. Will there be travel basketball? I don't know at this point. I don't know if we'd even do it, honestly. So, um, we'll kind of see how it goes. No, I'd be interested if they did have basketball, if your kids would be playing basketball. That's no, I'm saying if there is, they probably won't be. Yeah, there's my answer. So, oh, okay. Um, so how about if, how, how if there was how if there was, there was wrestling? Would your kids be doing wrestling? Um, we'll say no to that question. Also, right? Uh, <laughs> how does that sound? Maybe we'll start belaying at the rock gym with. That's Dave a fun Geller sport. I tell you, that's a that place is cool. In the in, I mean, it's a huge. I don't know this this um, central rock gym in Stoneham. Which is one of other gyms. It's a large. It's like four, some of the one of the, the main rooms is four stories tall, 
Um, and they have this during the day. They have this huge garage door they open up, so the air is circulating. Yep. yep. You know, there's a lot very respectful people there. Everybody's wearing masks, tons of hand sanitizer. It's actually the perfect indoor sport right now. You know, for yeah. people. I mean, it's a perfect outdoor sport, right? Why? It's like why? But going back to one of our first podcast, you know, I'd say why? Why buy a stair? Why go on a stairmaster when you can walk up some stairs? But you know, you can climb. You know, I remember climb, that. Yeah, climb walls anywhere, I guess, but you really can't do it in a safe way, possibly, or um, rocks. But it's really a cool atmosphere there, and they're doing they're doing a great job with limiting the number of people in there, the way people go in versus the way people go out. So, are you um, climbing? Or you just belaying? So I, you, I, I could have climbed, but I, I learned how to belay today, so I could belay Madison. Um, I want you to climb. I want, I want to see you grappling and using the crannies and the nooks, man. Well, they said they have the, the. This is a real. This rock gym is is the real deal, and they have this whole section where the where the like the hooks are already in. The, I don't know all the terminology. The hooks are already in the wall. You uh-huh. do the free climbing thing where you kind of, sure. and like you're hanging up there, like four four stories up, and the person that below you is has the rope. But if you fall. You fall a good, you know, three, four feet, depending on where your last hook was. So, um, but if I was doing it, I would have the, it's like this, it's like this pulley mechanism. So there is a little bit, yeah, a little you bit You don't safer. like heights. I do not like heights. And technically today, <laughs> for the, for the, it's amazing how things work out. So Jen, you know, she did the course a couple weeks ago. So she'd go with Madison and because yep. Madison now is a member, which is hilarious. You get one free like belay course per, for like a family, another, for a family member. So I went. When Jen did it, she had to belay the other person that she did it with, um, and then they did it to her. So she had to climb up the the wall, not as not as high up as the you know the four story one. So that was, that was I was expecting today, but but you know my luck, the person the other person who was taking the the course they didn't show up, so it was just me and the instructor who was awesome, and I just I had to belay another another person that worked there, some random dude. I didn't even climb the wall, which was like a godsend for me, even though it's not that high. But I was dreading that. But it was all yeah, good. yeah. Nice I job, did not. Buddy. I did not drop him, and uh, as he faked a fall three times, he just jumped jumped off the wall. And my job was to stop him, and it's it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And it felt it felt. I honestly, it felt I felt young again. You know, like I'm surrounded by all these really in shape people and these cool <laughs> music, and I'm like, it's it's awesome, and. And I just, I'm just not feeling my usual fit self, but it was cool to be there. And it was a weird feeling when they, when they, the guys taught me how to tie a figure eight knot, which you have to use for this belaying. Well, as a, as a boater, Dave, you must know all about different knots. Scott Matasovich, our friend up in Maine, knows all, he is the knot, he knows what knots go with what knots. There you go. But when you I tied you, this, you learned the figure eight. So that's when I took this figure eight knot. I honestly had the same feeling today that I felt when I learned how to tie my shoes. Honestly, <laughs> you I, remember that. I remember well. tying remember my shoes well. and my my mom teaching me how to tie my shoes in my room up in Maine. And I got so excited, <laughs> and she goes, "Are you gonna wow. calm down?" But I just felt so cool. Like I didn't know how to tie a knot that could save a life. Uh, it could. It could save a life, little Maddie's life. I'm a guyver. You know, you should I, go. I want, see, I want to see a picture of you climbing to the top of the wall, like Ninja Warrior style. I got no. Like I would have no problem climbing bunker. up. I would have a huge problem looking down and me. But yeah, I could climb up. But these things are high. These things are high. No, I know. I mean, I, I would not be good at this sort of thing. Um, but I'm excited that you've uh, found some joy in there. So congratulations, found, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, speaking of sports, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. I was thinking the other day about. Um, 
because the NHL posted like all these like retro hoodies based on like old franchise logos. Yeah. And I was remembering all like my, my fondest memories of no longer existing sports franchises. Right. So do you have a favorite uh-huh. former franchise? Uh-huh. I have a couple, man. I have a couple. Um. Wow. I mean, I can think of some franchises that I, yeah, I can't say they were my favorites, but okay. Well, what's some that you that you like that are around in your brain, and then I'll tell you like, are they on my list? And I'll tell you what I like the best, and both both from like a a, ge- a geographical lo- like and like a uniform like. These are important to me. I mean, I'll be embarrassed. I'm not gonna. It's like trying to think of Sean Connery movies, which I feel like a, <laughs> which you were one. very good at. I'm gonna. I, I can. Th- I think it was the Maine Nordiques, which was a which was a uh, hockey team from Maine. Um, are you serious? Yeah, I don't. Probably was the AHL. Um, but Dana Bureau, if he ever gets on here, could could clarify that for us. But that's one that comes to main main or mind. Um, I don't know. Give me one. Give me one. Okay, so I came up with five, and four 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 of them I liked, and one of them I just threw in there. Yeah. So the one I threw in there was the Minnesota North Stars. Okay, old, old hockey featured in, of course, the Mighty Ducks, which is a great movie. Mm. Um. Another one I liked a lot because I was obsessed with Seattle, the Seattle Supersonics, Dave. No longer uh-huh. basketball team. But oh, a God. Huge Sonics Sean, fan. Sean right? Kemp. Sean Kemp, exactly. Gary Payton. Some yeah. other folks lost to the Bulls, as we know, because we all watched The Last Dance. Yeah. Um, Montreal Expos, Dave. Montreal Expos. Montreal good Expos. Good. Of, of the Pedro Martinez Mar- uh, Montreal Expos, which, of yeah. course, then moved to Washington and became the Nationals. So congratulations yeah. to them. Yeah. Um, another Nordiques, Dave, the Quebec Nordiques, uh, who of course folded and moved to, um, they moved to Colorado. I think the Nordiques became the Colorado oh, Avalanche. I didn't know that. And, uh, they had a beautiful Jersey, if you remember, which was like blue, like a powder blue and white. And like the fleur de lis was on the bottom of it. And it's beautiful. Fleur de lis. Right. Yeah. And the number one answer, Dave, is obviously the Hartford Whalers, right? Hartford Whalers, who Scott Metasovich played for. So that's why I wanted to make sure you heard about that because the Whalers both had a beautiful jersey and they had the Brass Bonanza theme song and it was such like a quirky like there's an NHL team in Hartford like what? Uh-huh. Uh, so I was a big uh, everyone who who remembers playing NHL '93 '94 on Sega um, definitely used the Whalers uh, before they moved to Carolina. So that that's the number one answer for me. Former franchises. Huh. One which I learned about during the research, Dave, was have you ever heard of the Providence Steamrollers? I have not. Well, they were one of the original 11 NBA franchises. You're kidding. And they played for three seasons for a combined record of 46 and 122, Dave, which is not very good. Mm-hmm. And they still hold the NBA record for fewest games won in a season when they won six games in 1947-1948. So uh, who knew the Providence Seabrollers were part of the original basketball That's going to be one of the worst, of America. worst team names ever. It's a pretty bad name. I wonder What's, why they were was it because of like uh, you know aggregate industries or like or highway paving or something. I don't know. What, they, Did not find that one. Out. Is that what they're known for? Providence, the steamrollers. That's no, actually. Oh my um, gosh. I know they, it was also like probably before the days of the Providence Civic Center. So like, up, I love on? that. Who came up with that one? You know, we just got ourselves the steamrollers. Who's gonna steamroll that competition? And the logo is like an actual like. Uh, steamroller, steam <laughs> as you can imagine. You gotta think though too. Like in this day and age, is a steamroller the really 
really the optimal way to, to smooth out a highway? I mean, is that is that really still like an like a, a usable piece of equipment? Like this, gonna, it just doesn't seem like it. Yeah, in, in all my research, like I could not find out like why they were called the steamrollers. I just found a lot of lists of like all these like um, white guys who I'm bigger than, you know, who played yeah. basketball for these folks. Um, but they did they did start, of course, the uh, the first Christmas Day NBA game ever was a game between the Knicks and the steamrollers, and of course. Uh, the Knicks won, and Dave, the, the team did take its name from the NFL franchise that was also called the Providence Steamrollers that played huh. from 1916 to 1933, who in fact won the NFL championship in 1928. What so are you talking about? You're making good... this up. There was a Providence football team called the Providence Steamrollers. The original NFL. And they won the NFL, they won the title? The NFL championship. Yeah, yeah, so when the when the, when the Packers talk about how they won like a thousand NFL championships, it's because they played in like the early twentieth century when it was like Providence versus Green Bay. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wild. They're like, hey, we need, a, hey guys, uh, they, uh, all the hockey players, quickly come on, put on football uniforms. Yeah, so get, get, get your other pads on. <laughs> you know, we got to play the Packers. Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, what'd you learn this week, David? What'd you learn, huh? Anything good? What did I learn? What yeah. did I? What did I? Did I learn anything good? Um, I can't say that I can't can't say I remember anything. I learned I learned how to belay. That was that was belay. Good. That's an easy answer. Learn how to belay. I learned how to belay. I learned that there's a big, huge alligator walking around Florida that's the size I of a saw that. Oh my god, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like if you were driving, you were driving down the road, right? You saw an alligator that size out of your car window. You think you'd slow down? I would just, it's a really good question. Those things can move kind of. That thing was that wasn't even real. That thing was huge. Um, there's a reason, Dave, that the Hebrew word for uh, alligator, which is tanin, uh, was used in Genesis to describe sea monsters with the same word. So uh, it's because it's really scary, especially when they're like prowling the swamps and golf courses in Main Street oh of, uh, of, uh, of Dade County and Broward County. It's wild. One of the first times I went down to um, one of the two times I think I went down to. Myrtle Beach with uh, Jen's brothers to play some golf, and I wasn't that good. I think I lost, I, I went through like a, like twenty balls on my first day down there on golf course. And I was I was like on the seventeenth hole, and I need I didn't have any balls, so I was like, oh, "There's a couple balls in the water here." So I was like laying on my belly, to, I was <laughs> on my belly trying to fish out balls from the um, you know, yeah. with my club, and somebody yelled, "You know, there's a gator in there." <laughs> All right, all right, happy, all right, happy Gilmore. Don't chase the gator. Man, what did you learn this week? I mean, I learned about fennel. I really did learn about fennel, you know. And uh, you know, I mean, I say it, it again. It, it's a little bit like licorice, a little spicy with its flavor. You can have it raw, sautéed, roasted, or you can put in soups and sauces. Are you reading? Are you, the carrot family. Are you reading this from your? Are you reading this from your fennel notes that you took? I take, as you know, Dave. I prepare for these podcasts, <laughs> and uh, you you need the whole thing. You need the bulb, the stalks, the leaves. Um, and uh, it's delicious. So that the fennel is waiting to be eaten, probably in like an apple fennel, like nut salad situation, I'm guessing. Um, use it for stuffing if you like stuffing in your turkey, Dave. You're trying to kill the podcast. You're just trying to kill it. Just kill it right now. Fennel. <laughs> fennel. Podcast killed by fennel. Next, next, please. Yeah, next. Uh, Dave, were you wrong this week? Wait, I wanted to talk about the um, Providence fennels. Yeah, that's a great, great name. There we go. <laughs> Uh, I know a woman whose last name is Fennel, but uh, I know a woman whose last name is Fennel. Providence Fennels, yeah. Caitlin Fennel. Shout out Caitlin Fennel. Two great kids. Works at Lane School. Yeah. Um, were you wrong this week? 
Was I wrong? I, well, I were you wrong since we last spoke? It's a long stretch of time. You've been wrong in the past, you know, 17 days, 18 days, right? Hmm. Yeah, I was wrong. I was that wrong. Good? Yeah, was my my toilet was leaking last week. Oh no! And so like I was like dripping, or like, or what? Or the seal, the seal, the flush is seal. It's one of these, one of these like fishing toilet flushes things. It's like, and it has a has a rubber seal on it. And the other yeah, one, yeah, 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 yeah. One of my other one toilet about a, like five years ago wasn't wasn't stopped flushing and I had to order the seat thing and fix it. Not a big deal. But I had to figure out how to order the pot. But the other one, my other toilet was doing the same thing. And I said, ah. So as I ordered the pot, but when I but the pot came in a day, which is great off Amazon, yeah. um, it, it wasn't it wasn't uh, wasn't leaking anymore. So I was like, ah, I'll just let it sit for now. We went we went we went away for the weekend, and I said I should tell Hannah in case <gasps> this is your worst fear. In case the toilet doesn't, you know, doesn't stop flushing, this is what she should do. This is your worst fear about shutting off the water when you leave the house. No, so we left her, but she was here. So I oh. came, we came home, and I'm downstairs, and I'm bringing, the, bringing our bags in. I'm like, is the toilet running? <laughs> I can oh, hear man. it. I can hear, I can hear it in the basement from the second floor. And she's like, oh, yeah, it happened today, but I think I fixed it, but it's still going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, it was so, I said, can you shut the water off quickly? So it wasn't leaking, but it just was running for like twenty four hours. Oh wow! So I was so I said to myself, I said, "Tell her it's not." I said before I left, I said, "I was just to tell you in case it kept running, I should have told you what to do." But but now she knows, and uh, and now I know, and I fixed it. So. I'm happy for you. That's I was wrong. Story. I was wrong. I should have fixed it before I left. It's dummy, dummy. Yeah, me. you know what? I know. I know exactly what part that was. I know how it's hard to sort of order that part. Sometimes it's the wrong one. Yeah. Um. But it's satisfying when it actually works in the end, right? So good it work. It is. It is. And what what were you wrong about this week, if anything, Dan DeBrasco? So, uh, so I'm all, all the way back to Election Eve, right? So Election Eve, um, sitting there like the rest of America, like get, seeing the early results, trying to remember, you know, what would happen as more votes came in. And, and I famously put out on Twitter, like, don't worry, everyone. Um, we're going to lose Georgia, but we're going to win Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Uh, I talked to some of our mutual friends off the fence about how they shouldn't be worried, but I was wrong about Georgia because in the end, Georgia went blue. So um, I left the tweet up there to prove that I can be wrong publicly and, and, and not be ashamed of it. So I thought Georgia would not be won by Joe Biden. He did win Georgia. And uh, I was definitely wrong about that. But I was, of course, happy. It's a good wrong. Being wrong about that. That's, that's a good, that's a good way wrong. to be wrong. It's a happy, happy wrong. Best happy kind. Gilmore wrong. So is this, elect- is this election over yet? Is it technically over? Are we any more recounts? We done. <laughs> well, uh, as Joe Biden is not yet the president, Dave, I would say it is not over. Oh, and, no. um, the the other podcast I listened to today was just you know calling the immediate aftermath of this election the the largest disinformation campaign in the history of social media hmm. uh, is accurate. It is ongoing, and uh, I am not. Um, on the precipice of despair, I've, I've backed off several steps. It is just incredibly disheartening to see what is happening. Do I think Joe Biden will be sworn in in a couple of months? I think the answer is yes. Uh, anything goes, though, right? As, as I speculated with you and Landis, um, the scenario by which Joe Biden would win and the courts would invalidate it has not transpired. It seems like it will not transpire. So therefore, I am OK. Right. I think I'm OK uh, dealing with all the news and the noise. Um, we'll see how it goes, my friend. We'll see how have it goes. You, have you seen Jumanji? <laughs> uh which one uh not the not the original one not, or not the, the one original, with the rock the one with the rock not the, i mean i've seen it have you seen the original one too 
I saw the original one probably once and forgot about it. I saw pieces of the one with the rock, the first one, and and don't remember anything about it either, other than the rock was in it. And the rock is awesome. But very funny. Oh, I, we just watched that. Very, very entertaining. Very funny. Can't say number two was as good as number one. But... <laughs> okay. I, I won't put it on my list. And movie news: They, the, uh, Wonder Woman two announced today will be uh, released directly to HBO Max and skip the theaters. So that'll come yes. out. Yes. I'm excited for that. Um, yes. I'm watching another show. I'm watching another show on HBO Max, an Israeli show called "The Valley of Tears" about the Yom Kippur War, hmm. which is wicked intense. Really, um, I'm really enjoying that. Two and a half, two and a half episodes in, and there's only ten. Uh, I'm not sure if they're even all out yet because it came out this fall in Israel. Hmm. Um, but it's really well done, and I'm watching the Hebrew with the English subtitles as opposed to the dubbing because I hate like the dubbing because hmm. it doesn't make any sense. And um, watching a mishmash of weird other foreign shows because I'm running out of other stuff to watch, which is fine. So maybe I'm reading more and listening to more podcasts, which is never a problem for me. Never a problem for me. But Dave, Florida man, got a good one for you. Please. All right. From Polk County. You know where Polk County is? No. Uh, Kissimmee, Lakeland. It's oh, southwest Kissimmee. Kissimmee. I've been to Kissimmee. You were in Kissimmee ever? I was in Kissimmee. We stayed in Kissimmee one of the many times we went to disney world and then got a bargain a bargain hotel it was such a bargain that the gate with the gators in the pool (laughs) there was an old dudes in the hot tub um drinking some cores light and i wouldn't let hannah and jocelyn get in the hot tub with these old dudes because that's probably a good idea it was gross too there was a young man every morning around five in the morning decided to kick the wall for about an hour i think he was in his crib wake me up every morning and and there was the one the morning that we were we went to one of the night days we went to disney world when we left to go to disney like why is there so much traffic outside right now our hotel and then when we came back from disney world there was still a lot of traffic um about a around our all the way back to our hotel which was close to the park and we learned on the news that starting in the morning there was a there was a standoff across the street from our hotel at a local bank between some gunmen and robbers and the police, which was went on all day long until around four o'clock when the police shot the robber. So that that was that was like right across the street from our hotel. And uh, what year was this? In uh, the ballpark? Um I don't know. Were the girls Hannah, little, or were they like twelve or thirteen? Probably ten and eight. Probably eight and ten. So, nine, like so it was like you know, maybe it was like two thousand and ten. Yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah. So well, anyway, yeah, that's so why I was in Kissing Me. Oh, besides, also uh, the bank across the street from us also got robbed like the week before. So, uh, good. this was so, definitely the Bargain Hotel. The not, the it not was the Bargain Hotel. Bargain wow. Hotel. So te- I went tell- to an Oriole. I went to an Orioles spring training game in Kissimmee once. I don't even know how or wh- or why, but whatever. Uh, all right. Well, here's what happened in in Polk County, Florida, Dave. A Florida man, obviously, uh, brought an eight year old boy with him as he committed a series of crimes because he wanted to quote toughen him up end quote so the child would not become soft, according to the Polk's County. Uh, Polk County Sheriff's Office. Deputy said the deputy said the first crime occurred on November seventh. When 36-year-old Ernest McKnight III stole an idling red Hyundai that was mm. parked along State Road 60 and Central Avenue in Lake Wales, 
probably where you were staying, Dave, as a driver was outside the car doing surveying for construction. On Thursday, McKnight was caught rummaging through a Chevrolet HHR alongside County Road 653 as the owner was walking his dog. Deputies said McKnight fled the scene in the stolen Hyundai. About five hours later, McKnight accused of stealing a package from a front porch. When the victim told him to return it, McKnight reportedly yelled back, quote, it's mine now, before once again taking off in the stolen car. Deputies said they arrested McKnight that same day. He refused to pull over for a traffic stop in Lake Wales, but a law enforcement helicopter was able to locate him behind a residence in the area. A detective asked McKnight why he brought the eight-year-old boy with him while he committed the crimes, and he replied, quote, I was trying to toughen him up. I don't want him to be soft. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd said in response, taking a child with you while you're committing felonies is not the proper way to create a positive influence. I'm quite confident there is not a child psychologist out there who would agree with this guy's idea of proper activity for a child. So Dave, as a pediatrician, would you recommend or not taking an eight-year-old child on a crime spree? So what town was this in? This was Lake Wales, Florida. Lake Wales, Florida. Lake Wales, Florida. So no, that's a rhetorical question. I'm just, I'm just, what's making me, what's making me smile is the fact that the, that the sheriff or the police officer is explaining why it's not right. <laughs> I mean, just in, just in case you're not sure, Dave, that's the, there there might be better ways to raise a child. I know, but just like I just want to reinforce that this is not the correct way to raise it. Like there wasn't like there wasn't a question that it, that it might be. That's a good one. No, so the yeah, answer so would be no. Florida man, don't Tough bring your up. kid out. Uh, you know when you're when you're committing felonies because you know bad things might happen. I thought maybe he was going to use them to get to go into the high speed, the high you know the high occupancy you know vehicle lane. You know, oh, that's a, a good point, right? Yeah, that's yeah, you know, yeah. like, like, a, like the guys with their mannequins in the front like seat. A mannequin there, exactly right. The HOV lane, yeah. No, uh, I never did that, Dave. I never did that. Oof. Oh, what else, Dave? Uh, went for a nice run. I think I told you this morning. I was running through Lexington yesterday. I was uh, I, I started there by the reservoir in Bedford, crossed Page Road, went into the Landlock Forest, you know, wound my way through the mountain biking trails and came out by turning Mill and Estabrook. And, you know, for about a mile there, I just, it was just like leaf blower after leaf blower after <laughs> leaf blower after leaf blower. So I did not enjoy the leaf blower running experience yesterday as I made my way through Turning Mill and Dewey and Gould and 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 Grove and just uh, you know. You were running. You were running. I'm, through I'm, the, a, I'm like a, I'm a rake your own leaves kind of guy. That's who I am. You were running through the through the streets. So I came out of the woods at, at you know by the power lines there and then banged a red on Turning Mill and then Dewey yep. Gould up the hill and then down um, you know Volunteer. Um, you know the back, the back way into the. So maybe people, area. maybe because you were running without a mask on, people were using their leaf blowers to disperse the COVID. No, I was masked yesterday, spewing from your nostrils. Well, again, and here's the thing, Dave. Right? So, I mean, in theory, the law is now even if I'm running alone, you have to um, wear a mask. Right? And am I? <laughs> I mean, not the whole time. Yeah. Um, so, like, if I'm in the woods, I'm not. If I'm on the, if I'm like running by houses, should I? And uh this is a tough one right i think this is a tough one for me um i'm just you know i'm gonna no, it, it's the whole if the tree falls in the forest thing right is it really who's gonna yeah. say and what in this pub but it's public like i don't i don't need to wear a mask on my lawn but i need to wear a la- mask on my street you know, like, or maybe like if you're on your sidewalk in front of your house like do you have to have one on i mean again part of this is like common sense part of it just isn't common sense mm. um i don't know I'm, I'm in a gray area here and i appreciate it and i should absolutely and i'm running by someone Pull up the gator. That's what's happening. Yeah, I agree. Um, whatever. 
whatever. Whatever, dude. Uh, Thanksgiving's in seven days. I'm very excited about that. That's all that really matters. New stove, big turkey. So is this, when is the stove? It, what happened, what's wrong with your stove? And when is the new one arriving? It's arriving tomorrow. Fanfare. There'll be much. It's been. It's been. Well, you know, the the stove uh, stopped working in 2007. Halloween, right? And then the delivery window is like, okay, we can get to you in three weeks because the installation guy and the delivery has to line up, and everyone's ordering stoves because everyone's home cooking more. So like, we've survived with like the stove top. Uh, and the grill, fine, but it'll be nice to you, use you the get, oven. Um, I don't make room in the freezer for get? the turkeys we're getting. So we're gonna have a lot of like, stuff that's been free. What's that? What stove you get? You get is electric I gas. Don't know what it was called? Gas, gas man, gas. Gas. Oh, you have to. That's why it's get. Yeah, you just can't plug it in. You gotta get a real. Gotta get Yo, gas the man. plumber. The, the plumber's coming in to install it too, right? Oh. The gas line and this and that. So all I gotta be is around to like you know, uh, you know move, help move, help move it out. And, do the whole thing for us, and all the kids will be home because it's Friday, so it'll be a big show. It'll be exciting. You I'm should excited. film it. You should. Um, you know, be... maybe I'll take a picture and share it with you on Facebook. That down. You're on Facebook. Are your friends on, on the yeah. Facebook? My friends will be like, "What's going on over the Blascos? Got a new stove." Woo-hoo-wee. Yeah, and I mean, again, this this always happens, right? And there's various reasons why these strange things happen, but you know, I will I will just say to you that, um, uh, without giving away the name. There, there's a gentleman who works for the town of Bedford who came into my building to do some work that had been requested on some maintenance issues, and he told me his name, you know, and uh, I put what? his phone number in my uh, in my phone contacts, and uh, and then all of a sudden today on Facebook. His name pops up as a suggested friend, even though we have no mutual friends because Facebook's reading my phone contacts and giving me suggestions. I'm like, no, that's weird, man. Yeah, 100%. That's weird. So it's, it, I mean, again, am I worried about it? Is it just like the, the machine running the algorithm and giving, you know, suggestions because it's better for your life? Some of that sinister, Dave, some of it isn't. Uh, and again, I'm almost at the end of my rope with that app anyway. So. At this point, I'm only using it for like occasional pictures and uh, in our mm-hmm. podcast uh, and communicating. By the way, with Mark Bornstein, who today was like, "Where's the pod?" I'm like, "It's coming, it's coming, it's coming don't Bornstein. worry." Bornstein. And he's like, "If Geller won't come on, I will." I'm like, "All oh, right, God. Buddy, your role. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited now. Now, now I'm feeling threatened. Now I'm feeling. Um, but Mark was certainly attuned to the draft action. So, so call Kavo Mark for a. Uh, for for repping the Denny of the uh, and Yamadar drafting twofer, which is very exciting. So. Bornstein moving into my cool. territory. Yeah, he's cramping. What else is going on with you? All good. How's Dana Bureau? I'm trying to get him on the pod. How's JJ Seiki? She's, I think he grew another inch since last time I saw him. Paging, J- Paging JJ, you're next. And uh, are all your girls home for Thanksgiving? Is that the plan? Um, Hannah's here already. Maddie's here in the house. Jocelyn's, I think, coming home this weekend. She's Excellent. tested COVID, negative COVID this week at school. There's been a little bit of an outbreak. She yep. was worried. She's fine. Hopefully, she'll be home soon. And then she's home through January. She's going back afterwards. Josh is like the wind. Um, she, she, she could be home until January, but she has an apartment, apartment there, a nice house actually with her friend. So she yeah. may go back. But then there's the whole back and forth thing, which is an issue. She just really can't go back and forth a lot. Um, hopefully, she'll be around for a while. Hopefully, gets you know, it'd be cool. If she's around. I'd like do some skiing with her. Uh, We'll see. Speaking of colleges, Dave, right before we spoke, uh, my eldest my eldest son clicked submit on his first application 
So the first app is out for college. What was the first? What was the first app? I'm not going to name names for anybody. Come on. I would just say it was exciting. Come on. It's like you telling the guy who. uh, It was not wrought with tension. It was just like, okay, this isn't that hard. (laughs) Bloop. So there we go. Give us a a name. Give us a name. You're getting nothing from me, handsome man. Okay, I'm going to guess. I would just suggest to you that the odds of of, of Mr. James staying uh, in the New England area are high, exceptionally High. high. So don't don't plan for a long drive uh, to visit James. So I hope that's the case. Well, I hope he gets in wherever he wants to go. I'm happy to write a letter of recommendation for him. Oh, you know, look at that. Name in the Not, there's nothing you won't do for us, Dave. Nothing you won't do for us. There is nothing I won't do for um, you. You know, I, I firmly believe that this is a case where, you know, the, the right decision is certainly going to become obvious when, uh, when we have a full picture and information at hand. So uh, I'm not stressed about it. That was a beautifully uh, generic statement. I... I I would like to say that when the cards are on the table, well, and I mean, the fact- Dave, you and you, you and I know people for whom this is an all-consuming, all-stress endeavor, and that is not the case for this. How many colleges? How many cards? intentional. How many colleges do you apply to? Me? Yeah. Did we talk about this five? before? Five. Yeah. Five. Yeah, I was four. I was like, we okay. We talked about this a few pods ago. Yeah. yeah, I went four for five, so yeah. it was fine. And then in the end, I'm like, okay, I know what I want to do, and it exactly. was fine. No regrets, you know. Simpler time, pre-Facebook. It was a simple. Pre, it was certainly a simpler. Pre fennel. I was fennel even around when we were kids. I don't think fennel was no, even around. A new, it's a new crop. They never I'm, made it. Yeah, never, never, ever. That tr- I mean, would, if I held up fennel, would you would you even be able to recognize it? Dave? Yeah, Jen cooks fennel all the time. So what is this like? What what color is it? You know, green. Okay, and does it look like other vegetables? Um, I guess. I mean, <laughs> it's a vegetable. <laughs> Maybe maybe I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking of chive. No, it's a, I know what fennel is. <laughs> it, it looks like other vegetables. What I mean, if you were going to describe what a vegetable looks like, this vegetables are very um, oh my god, very variable. I mean, they get your orange carrot. I mean, this is not the fennel podcast, but maybe it is. I just want I want to tell you an important fact, Dave, which you're going to appreciate about fennel. First of all, it's native to the Mediterranean, which you and I both like. Um, I, I think but you know no no, no I think you already have told is? me all the important facts. Fennel? <laughs> no, no, this is more important. What? Yeah, the Greek name for fennel is marathon. Is what? No. Marathon. No, no, the Greek no. Greek name for fennel is marathon. No. Um, it's... Or marathos. And the place of the famous Battle of Marathon literally means a plain with fennel. So take your fennel and eat it, buddy. Now that... this is even more important to you. I am. Check I'm... it out. That's crazy. I did not learn that, Dave, until I was today years old when I was talking to you just now, which is That's crazy because that was the, with a famous battle, Marathon, took right. place on the Plain of Fennel. The Plain of Fennel. That's crazy. That is actually pretty cool. I didn't know that until until literally five Who seconds ago. Who would know that? Ago. I, well, I think, the, I think the, the internet knows that, Dave, which makes it very impressive. That's a great thing right there. It's a great that's a great, thing. A great fennel. <laughs> Everything's fennel. Fennel. Oh man. Any plans for the weekend? You go you going you're gonna be uh hanging out, doing good things. We're gonna try to go to Maine this weekend just for like a day, twenty four hours. Are you allowed to go to Maine? Um I don't think you are. Did I say that? <laughs> I don't know. I think you meant like Maine, Massachusetts. No, because we're going to if you go to our own place, it's okay. I don't know. I don't know. You could check with the governor. I think so. What? Do you, yeah. So we're gonna be updated for the twenty-four hours. Hopefully, back and forth, do some stuff up there. You drive. You drive a lot. I don't mind driving. You know. I, I know it's weird. I do. Like I, I I'm, like I, I like not going anywhere at this point, which is fine. Yeah. I, yeah. I you know. It's it's no. I actually. 
Yeah, that that drive is easy, and it's like it's like we just here. Actually, I almost get more productive when I'm out of the house like that. But I mean, I don't mind staying around either. So we were around. around you stay week. around. You stay around. I stay around, baby. What are you doing this we, weekend? We're not going to hit these fifty pods by January unless uh, we bust a few more out between now and then. So well, we're going to get. The, the I'm not making any pod, predictions. The turkey, we're not. The we're, not the... we're not naming any names. We're not making any predictions because they're not coming true. But we're going to have a. We're going to bang out a few pods, and they're going to. We're they're going to rabble. Yeah, rise up! We're gonna get some good, 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 good content. Good listeners. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Well, the the, the turkey in the pod Thanksgiving podcast is definitely gonna happen now. Well, turkey in um, the pod. Turkey, turkey in the pod. pod. There's a just shout out and, and a plug for the Bedford uh, Turkey Trot, which will be virtual. And for anybody that participates um, on Facebook through the Callahan's Karate yeah. the link, uh, Callahan's will donate ten dollars to the food pantry, which is great. And yeah. you know, shout out to, to, I know that you. Uh, a big fan of Callahan's Karate in Bedford, Dave, as does everybody else, and a, a great way to support an incredible organization that usually makes a ton of money around this time of year. Um, so happy to do a 5K or an 8K or whatever at some point and, and comment. 8K, 8K. Comment on the um, uh, in the comment section of that post and, and raise some money for a good cause. I'm in. And, uh, yeah, I wonder if jogging in place for 5K counts. I think you know uh, maybe it's maybe you could do that. Yeah, and I oh and and. Last note about the running, so I'm trying to hit 22, 22K for this year, and uh, I'm basically on pace for it as long as I bang out sort of 6K a day between now and the end of the year. So I'm excited to hit that goal. I did set it for myself. Could have run more this year. Didn't run more this year, um, but that'll well, be a nice one to get. What is your goal? Uh, 2,222 kilometers. Really? Yeah, so I should, I should hit that um, right around the end of the year. Unless that's I just crazy. Epic runs in between now and then and get, and get maybe a little bit north. Ah, of that that's so cool. Yeah, well, last year I felt like, I mean, I did like 2,000 and change, and I'm like, yeah, 22, 22. Um, and then I'm like, oh, shutdown will be easy. And then it wasn't that easy. But no, it is what it is. I'm happy with it. I'm going uh, I'm to I'm match that. I, I, I guess that right now. Bye-bye. Yeah, just do like 100K a day, you know, and you'll get some of the way there. You know, no problem. Boom. Well, Dave, one hour, five minutes, one, one hour, five seconds. Oh, this is podcast. great. This has been a good one. It was great to catch up with you after a long, long time not talking yeah. on the pod. Yep. Get back in the habit. We'll see how this feels on Zencaster. Um, um, I know that we, we've had a, a, a positive, affirming comment from Joey Freeman about the podcast. So, Joey, the time is coming. Maybe soon. Um, we'll get you on the pod talking about your music. And, yeah, we, um, we connected, yeah, we connected with him. He's yeah. in New York. Should be local soon, sounds like. Great. Great. And, yeah, that would be a nice time. All right, man. Well, listen, we'll talk this weekend. We'll talk before Thanksgiving. And we'll be back for episode 44. Mm. Pretty soon, Dave. Nice talking to you. Have a great evening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. See you, DB. What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskell and Dave Geller and produced by Julie Manugian at Lex Media in Lexington, Massachusetts. Our theme music is written by Joey Freeman. Joey's work can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time.